to Down to the Nub Live, a weekly show focusing on premium cigars and good times. With industry leaders, interviews, giveaways, and more, here are your hosts, Cigar Show Tim and Cigar Mechanic Brandon Wells. Let's get it started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Down to the Nub Live, where we Take it down to the wire, getting ready for down to the nub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. If people can see the back-end production of this, man, it is just – it's always it's, insanity. I, I, feel like it we is. Need to like, I feel like we need to get on like three hours early just to make up for stuff because as that was playing, just before you played the intro, just before it. I, I got a black circle for you, and I was like, no, Brandon, don't drop off. Everything froze, and I go and I look at my Wi-Fi, and for some reason, it's connected to my Wi-Fi that's like a mile away in my home. It's not here in my <laughs> studio. I'm like, why are you doing this? So I'm like switching the Wi-Fi and trying to get all this stuff. Kevin's trying to get himself all situated, and holy well, shit, man. What a mess, dude. But, but you have your mouse this week, <sighs> so I won't have to worry about doing the comments, which is yes. nice because that was almost too much for me even being a techie guy. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> welcome, everybody that's jumping in here. Michael Wells, what up, dudes? Tyler Garcia, evening, boys. Kevin, on, what's Ty, going on? Let's skip past Tyler real quick, real quick. To the, the two guys that are first to comment are Michael Wells and Tyler Garcia. And I got to uh -huh. say, because of Michael Wells, uh, a, a token of my appreciation was mailed out to Shadow, to Shadow Smokers Legion founder, Tony Wang. And uh, otherwise, it would probably get there in three years because I suck at shipping. But yeah, because of it was Tyler, legit. because of Tyler, dude, he made the most amazing solid silver coin medallion based off of the, the challenge coins that Tony has made for the group. And I just want to say, Tyler, dude, you're amazing. It got it to Tony awesome. and he freaking loved it. I was so nervous because I thought Tony would be like, well, it's not gold and, you know, encrusted in diamonds. Uh, but he was actually very appreciative of it. And I thought that was really cool. So, Tyler, thank you. Yes, it was awesome. Okay. Uh, but everybody else is jumping in here. Zach, what's going on? Yeah, Kevin, Zach, Jim, what's going on? We've got Daniel Martin, who was the winner of the giveaway that we announced last week. So uh, thanks for jumping in this week. Uh, Weston Crockett, what's going on? And then Drew Godding of Cigar Producer Drew. Producer Drew. Travis Acorn, as Brandon likes to say. <laughs> uh, and then we've got Craig Roth and then uh, Michael Wells and Tyler just chiming in again. So... Uh, how are you doing, Brandon? It's uh, it's uh, Sunday is here already. Dude, I can't believe it's here. Let me answer Craig real quick. Craig, yes, Kevin is connected. He's in the green room right now. We'll be bringing him out soon. Uh, and and uh, we appreciate be, you being. That wouldn't happen to be Rockefeller Craig on Instagram, would it? I don't know. I don't know. You'll have to let us know, won't he? I know. Uh, but how am I doing, man? You know, I'm doing all right. I'll tell you what. I did something really, really stupid yesterday. Um, really stupid. So I, I, I'm starting to believe that like I'm Wolverine or Superman or something because I broke my toe less than three weeks ago. Actually, I think three weeks ago today. Um, yes. I dropped the shelving unit on, exploding my toe, you know, and we still came on and did the show, which, by the way, which was hilarious because I'm sitting here with like a bleeding, bloody, freaking broken toe doing the show, <laughs> which was awesome. Oh, yeah. But yesterday I'm doing an event and um, I pull up to Stag Tobacconist um, in Metro Center uh, here in Phoenix to go do an Espinosa event. And I open, I go to open the rear hatch of the car and I hear thud, 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 thud. And I'm like, that's not right. And I see the case, my large 600 oh, count cigar no. case falling out of the back of this car. 
So my reaction, my natural reaction, just as a soccer player and everything, was to catch it with my foot. Oh! My right foot. <laughs> to quote Chris Farley, that'll leave a mark. And you know what, dude? Like, I caught the case, and I saved it from hitting the ground, man, and I'm so proud of myself. And we went on to do the event. And the funniest thing was is, like, I've done, like, four or five of these scenarios over the last of the course of the last two weeks. And every time I do something like that, I'm like, you know what? Everybody tells me that should hurt. And it doesn't. I have no idea why. So I want to go get an x-ray to see if it's no longer broken or anything. But that's how I'm doing, man. I, I'm, I'm living in confusion of why does this thing not hurt that everybody told me should hurt. Well, there you go. How are you, Chief? I am doing well. It has been busy. There was, I mean, There's just all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, I, I officially, as of Friday at 5 p.m., am officially furloughed from work for a set amount of time, and I'm not going to focus on that. It, you know, it is what it is, but God has absolutely provided for me, Aaron, and the boys. Or Aaron, the, yeah, me, Aaron, and the boys. I didn't say that wrong. Otherwise, it would be Aaron and I. So there you go. Grammar police, Brandon. I, I got it taken <laughs> care of for you. Um, but we're we're good. We were at a family thing, and, uh, you know, we were there last night for my niece's birthday party and decided to all hang out again today for lunch. And then I uh, came here and I'm doing this. And then I've got a whole lot of house stuff to get to this week, which I'm actually looking forward to and excited about. And things are good. It is 30 degrees cooler. Well, actually, it's about 25 degrees cooler right now than it was last Sunday at this time. I am not yeah. being breathed on by the devil himself in the, the hot, hot air. Um, yeah. And so it's only like 93 outside today. So it's really not too bad comparatively, but I'm, I'm good overall. And I'm enjoying a cigar that I had not had before, which was... Uh, you know, sort of indicative of who our guest for this week is that I'm excited to hang out with everybody and talk with. So what are you smoking, Brandon? Um, I'm going to actually ask Kevin a little bit more about this when he gets on, but I know I'm smoking the Rockefeller Connecticut. You know me, and um, I've been just on this Connecticut kick lately. Um, oh, yeah. Just like crazy. And by the way, Tyler, uh, squirrel moment. Yes, you can share pics of the coin now. It has <laughs> yes. been released. Tony has seen it. And I appreciate you so much for keeping that a secret and keeping that hidden and not sharing it because it turned out sick. So, dude, share away, my friend. Thank oh, absolutely. Yep. Well, I am Barry, checking. I am checking out the Rockefeller. It's my first time having a Rockefeller, believe it or not. I've heard a ton about them. I've always wanted to check it out. And so I had to go with the Habano and check that out. And it's the oh, Habano good. Robusto. And it is delicioso, as Dora the Explorer would say. That's right. Now, now, Kevin, we're going to introduce here. I want to get him in here because um, mm -hmm. we got a really cool show, and he's got a lot of really cool stories in the background. Um, oh, yeah. I've got to know him really well over the last short period of time, but I actually met him a couple of years ago at an IPCPR. And um, it was really just, just he's an impressive guy, man. He's just a really good dude. He's got a kind heart. Um, I know he's got just, you know, not only does he have this, the cigar industry's love because he's a good dude, but I see him in these herfs late at night. I listen to him talking to other people late at night. You know, he's out there in New York staying up late and chatting with these guys. Most mm -hmm. of the time sitting in his car, which I'm thinking is like his cigar lounge. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's just, he's an all around, he's laughing in the background. He's an all around mm -hmm. just good, good dude and a kind heart. I know he has an amazing story with his family um, and some of the stuff that he goes through and taking care of them. Yep. And, uh, and I would just love to get into here. And why don't you bring him in? You're the Absolutely. clickety guy, and uh, let's get Kevin on in here. What's hey up, guys. brother? What's How's up, it bro? going? How are you, man? We're good, brother. We're good. Thanks for those How kind words. I appreciate that, Brandon. Well, you deserve it, man. You're a good dude. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Tim, it's nice to meet you. 
Yeah, it's nice to meet you as well. We appreciate you coming on and taking time out of your uh, weekend and on your Sunday to spend time with us and all of our viewers. Uh, we we love being able to get people from within the industry in all different areas of it and put them in front of our viewers and just get to know the specific person, their line, whatever's going on. And so we're we're just excited to have you on today. So for thank you for thank you for coming on. Absolutely, brother. So I'm about to smoke. It's an event cigar. It's a triple wrap. It's Connecticut, Habano, and San Andreas Maduro. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. So wait, the, the bottom half of it is a... It's Connecticut. The same Connecticut you're smoking. Okay. Okay. It's Ecuadorian okay. Habano. Okay. And it's another one of these Gold Series remix. Gold Series is a high-end label. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. We also Dude, have that's a, looking good. We also have another one that's a triple wrap that... Uh, it's San Andreas, Sumatra, San Andreas, Cameroon, which is actually a really unique combination of tobaccos. Yeah. Well, I mean, mixing the Cameroon and the Sumatra is something that, at least in my knowledge, you don't see take place very often. No, and you have to have the right blender who knows how to do it, too. And our blender yeah. in Nicaragua, Jose Valdez, is very good. He's a fourth-generation Cuban grower. Wow, I that's it, awesome. Dude. I love it. Now you got Barry Bond saying, what's up, boss? Uh, Tyler Garcia says, what's going on, Kevin? Smoking what's up, Dominican Tyler? Blue right now. Uh, yo, Kevin Gold PM says, Craig. Uh, he says, good. Drew says, what's up, Kevin? What's up, <laughs> That's Drew Gotting. It's on my team uh, here with Cigar Mechanic Brokerage. Um, and he's actually out there doing a football event with uh, with E.P. Carrillo over there in uh, in Scottsdale. So. Nice. They're doing some sort of like football I mean, cookout. Believe it or not, yeah. coming from New York, I've been a Raider fan my whole life, so I was happy to see the Las Vegas Raiders moving from Oakland win. There yeah. you go. So they <laughs> just had to get out of California. They just had to get out of California, and they could win. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's like yeah, most people. Talking, you leave California, golf, and right? you succeed. Yeah, we're, we're talking about sports ball golf, Brandon. Good, good, good. I like it. All my friends who are Raider fans, right? They're all in panic because mm -hmm. towards the end of the game, they almost blew it. So they're all in panic and they're texting me. They can't stop anyone. I'm like, relax. It's game one. They're winning. Be happy. <laughs> and they won. And yeah, they exactly. Won. It's a miracle. Got to count your blessings, especially with the Raiders. You got to count your blessings when you get them. <laughs> now, Tim, so, real quick, is, is, is Kevin a little bit quiet for you? Yeah, just, just a little bit. Kevin, can we get you to sit up just a little bit more? Because I think you're probably coming in a lot quieter than we are. And um, I think if you get a little bit that? closer that, there. Is that better? There. Yeah. A lot yeah, better. that's better. Okay, you got so, it. So, Kevin, if you want to give a run through, and obviously you've got a backstory and all sorts of different stuff, but let's start with the cigars. Um, you you came in, you you bought Rockefeller cigars a number of years ago um, and, and took it over after a very different career path and what was going on. But share with us the, the lines with Rockefeller and what you guys have to offer. So we have we have many lines actually. We have a whole Dominican factory, Dominican Republic, by uh, it's at Tabacalera L and V. So our master blender is Victor de la Cruz. And when the cigars first started coming out in 2010, 2012, they were good, but I knew they could be better. So when I first took over the company, we have a whole Nicaraguan line too. Let's go back for a minute. The Nicaraguan line consists of a Maduro line with about seven different batolas. A Habana line with about five different Patolas and a Connecticut line with about five different Patolas. Mm -hmm. And then we have our Gold Series line, which which uh, a bunch of different remixes, as they call them. Yeah. So we first came out when I took over this, the company with the Nicaraguan line. 
because none of the retailers had the Nicaraguan line. So we came out with the Nicaraguan line. They started smoking it, and we got 95% of the retailers back in New York, which was a feat. Trust me. Mm. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I can but, imagine. You know, the I New like York to think I'm a good guy, so you know, I kept visiting and visiting them. And, and they're good people, you know what I mean? I look yeah. at it like the forest through the trees. I don't look like doing one sale, and that's it. You know, it's all yeah. built on relationships. The same stuff I learned on Wall Street. Everything is built on relationships. And I try to hope and think that a lot of these guys are my friends. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's been a great experience. So from there, I started bringing out this Dominican line. And I went down to blend with Victor De La Cruz. And he, the guy's an absolute genius. He's in his 70s, but he's an absolute, absolute genius. And there's a lot of experience. He was production manager for Davidoff at the back of Dom. They called it in the 1980s during the whole AVO period. When Hanky Kellner first discovered Avo, and then they eventually sold to Davidoff. So he, he's come out with some great stuff. And we originally came out with this Dominican blue line in a Corojo. But I felt like the Corojo was too strong and it won't appeal to everybody. So we switched it up a little and changed some of what's inside that cigar. Okay. Mm. And it's been wonderful. We've been doing great with that cigar. It comes in a short pyramid size. It comes in a Toro size. And it comes in a box press size. A 7 by 50 so now nice. what were you doing before you got in the cigar industry? Because I, I, I think one of the things, and we didn't get to talk too much before the show, so I'll tell you a little bit about just kind of how our show operates, is, is everybody here really likes to get to know you um, and really wants to get to know who Kevin is, the guy behind mm -hmm. it, because yep. you know, like you said, this is a relationship industry. And we could talk about the cigars until we're blue in the face, and there's a million exactly. people reviewing them out there. But who is Kevin? What was Kevin before this industry? Who are you all? What are you, what are you all about, man? Let's hear about yep. you. So um, after my teenage years, I went into Wall Street. I was really in, into, uh, you know, as a kid, when I was about 17 or 18 years old, my family was in the business. I got on the phone and I was selling them stocks on the phone. They thought I was like 30 years old. You know what I mean? I had a good gift of the gab <laughs> when I was a kid, right? There you go. I also had a fascination for gold mining, silver mining, as Tyler knows. When I was a kid, my father took me up to Canada because he did a lot of business in Canada. So I went, I went to a bunch of those mines, and I was in those mines, and I got hooked. I don't know what it was. It was something about being in those mines and meeting with the geologists, and I loved it. And I left there, and, and I sent my resumes to a bunch of these gold mining companies, and they basically were like, ah, oh, you're too young, kid. You know, we don't want to bother you. You're too young, blah, 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 blah. Little did they know afterwards that they'd eventually be working deals out with me, buying a piece of those mines and selling them to other uh other investment bankers because we used to go down to those countries mm -hmm. years later and negotiate deals with the big gold companies. And when you're in areas like Terra Linda Mountains and stuff like that by Argentina and Chile or in Europe where the indigenous people are, where Newmont was in Peru, it's pretty intense. And we would go down with no embassies off, with translators, military, and it's we actually were cutting international gold deals with investment bankers in New York. And it, it, I loved it. I'm not going to lie. I loved it. And uh, eventually... I came back, I went back to the desk, and I started running program trading for Schwab because they bought the company I was with. Mm -hmm. And that was a great experience, too. You know, yeah. What I, what I like to do is when I found customers, I used to go to places like where no one else would go, right? Because yeah. everyone would go to all these different places, and I would go in like Iowa, Idaho, and I would try to get those hedge funds and those customers because nobody ever showed them any love. Yeah. So it, it was like, you know, perfect opportunity that was just sitting out there. And that's what I did. And similar to that business, to me, 
I would always go into a cigar lounge and smoke with somebody because I've been smoking for a while. Like, since I'm 19 years old. I started with like the White Owls and that stuff and moved on to Pepin. Yo, <laughs> and I'm a big fan of Dion besides my cigars, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. La Padrone. And, and, and it was about the people. Just like, believe it or not, Wall Street was about the people, right? It was a little bit different, but it was about the people. And these people never had any love. So, they, so yeah. I would come out there, introduce myself, and they were shocked. Like, they, they used to, like, nobody comes out here. This is crazy. And then I found a little niche that nobody was exploiting, and that worked out great. Not right. Great. Same thing in a lot of these cigar stores, right? All across yep. the country. A lot of people don't go to those areas, and they're forgotten. Yep. We all yeah. know Pennsylvania, Florida, Texas are great areas, and I love all those people. But there are other areas out there, too, that people want to smoke out that they're completely forgotten. So they mm-hmm. only have they only have the non-boutique stuff because a lot of boutique companies don't take their time out to go visit them. Right. But if they did take their time out and go visit them, then all of a sudden you're entering a whole other group of people into different cigars. Mm-hmm. So I try to use the same model. You know, it's funny because that's how I built my brokerage uh, from day one. I, I when I started when I started building the brokerage, I talked with a lot of different brokers and uh you know, reps that were in the industry, because I've already known a lot of them. And it's funny because a lot of them said, you know, I don't go to that shop. I don't go to that shop. You're not going to get a lot of buying from there. You're not going to get a lot of buying from there. They're not going to do much. They're not going to do much. And in my mind, I'm going, Watch okay, me. these are the shops that I need to visit. Yep. Everyone they're not getting attention. Yeah. And when I'm hearing the same shop over and over and over again, you go in and you say, how do I work with this individual to make it effective and profitable for all of us? And so that we can all build something together. And that's where I started is in the shops that everybody else was neglecting, man. I was in there and I was doing events, man. I was doing things. Before I knew it, they carried my entire lines. I had a whole shelf. I have a dedicated cigar mechanic section. Right. And brands grew off of that because they came out, they supported it on those little guys. Now the big guys are starting to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I remember in Wall Street, Namora which was one of the biggest Japanese companies when they first came into the United States, they were very small. They were giving me 100 share orders, 200 share orders, 300, maybe 1,000 share order here and there. Eventually, it became one of my biggest accounts. They started giving me 100,000 share orders, 300,000, million share orders, and everyone forgot about them, right? Same point. You don't know which guy. You treat everybody the same because you don't know which shop or who is going to become the biggest. And a lot of people don't do that, and they forget about them, and that's where they're wrong. And it makes yep. a huge opportunity in this business. And again, this business is all about the culture and the people. Yep. And they're no well, different than you and me in those shops. But they're forgotten. And people go after they, they the people try to go after the big thing, right? They want that big nut right now. They don't want to, they don't want to re- a lot of people don't want to realize that a lot of little pieces make one big piece. You got and yeah. sometimes you gotta go grab all the little pieces and work with those little pieces to make that one big conglomerate piece and make that come together. And is it more work? Yeah, but you know what, dude? I think it's, I think in the long run, it's actually less actual work because some of those big guys are so bombarded by everybody. How do you make yourself stand out when yeah. you've got this whole crew of people over here and the, these these hungry people saying we just want some attention? Everybody's fighting for this. Let's just go. Let's go give these guys attention and take care of them. True, yep. and, and you know you want to support brick and mortar. And the truth of the matter is, these guys cannot try those cigars in those areas unless they buy them online because right nobody's coming out to visit them it's that right. simple yeah yeah so yeah. how do we utilize the online guys like we've got michael wells on here from little guy cigar shop 
-hmm. you know, he's got such a wide reach and every online guy's got such a wide reach. So how do we find good guys like Michael Wells to say, Hey, we're going to partner with you. We ask that you treat our brand with respect. We're going to treat you with respect and let's partner together to build this together so we can help build other territories and get this into shops and, and keep the brick and mortars alive. Exactly. Well, and, yeah. and, and when you look at it from a sales perspective, the time that it takes, like you mentioned, Brandon, to get into one of those big places with how long it could take, you could plant seeds, cultivate and grow six, seven, eight, ten and more other lounges, other brick and mortars and other shops in that time and have that much more volume of people going, hey, no, my rep comes in here every other week. He checks up. He's good. He takes care of us. And for that, we've got the loyalty to the brands because we know they're good and we know that we're going to get taken care of. You can grow just as much, if not more, in that same amount of time. But people think, I want to go for the big one. And so I can say, oh, I got the big one. When you can grow 6, 7, 8, 10, 12, 15, 20 other lounges and get even more volume, but they just look for the big guy because they want to be able to say they got the big guy. And one of those lounges could become a TAA lounge tomorrow. You don't there know. you go. Yeah. Well, and, and not only that, like it's it's interesting when when so I just opened an account for one of my brands um, just recently that I've been trying to open for two years, over two years. But the reason why they opened it was because all the little guys around them were selling it and they had customers coming in asking for that product. And so as the customers are coming in and asking it, now they felt forced to bring it in. And they said, OK, now we'll give it a shot. Hi, babe. Love you. Uh, my wife just got <laughs> home. Uh, but uh you know, now they now they bring it in because they're they realize, uh oh, I'm losing sales. Right. So let's get behind this and let's bring it in. And you know, there's there's different ways to do it. I could have been waiting for two years to get that little order, or I could have been doing all these orders and building the brand and around it, and then having those guys come in behind it. And go, okay, now we'll pay attention to it. Right. Because it's around. Yeah. Yep. And I love that, man. I love that attitude, dude. And that that shows so much about your character and who you are. Because you can see that bigger picture and you can see that the little guy is the one that we want to be looking at. And we, we need to give love to the people that are asking for it, not for the ones that are asking you to do more than what you can do for it. Exactly. I mean, cigar smoking is the great equalizer no matter who you are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. No matter what. If you got a cigar shop in Alaska, you got a cigar shop in New York, you walk in, every cigar shop has the magic of its own lounge. Yeah, now, that's what's unique about it. Going through the country and going into each different shop and meeting people from all walks of life and just like sitting and spending time with them and learning about them. Like you said, you want to learn about me. I mean, that's really what it's about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Light it, up with it really stars, smoke and we're good. So, yeah. so you talked about being in Wall Street. What made you want to, other than enjoying cigars, what made you want to get into into the industry, get involved and go, okay, this is something that I, I, this is my next step. What, what brought that about? So I was getting burnt out from wall street, right? I was getting a little burnt out. I was turning 50 years old and 48 around that area. And I bought 50% of the company. And originally I wanted to be just a 50% partner in the company. Right. Mm -hmm. But I didn't like the way the old owner was running it. So I said, no, nah, I got to take it over. And I love cigars anyway. And I love people. So why not? It's perfect combination. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Yeah. Now, share a little bit with your experience in Wall Street, and obviously this is just learning more about you, but with your experience in Wall Street, how did that carry over? Obviously, it's a different commodity that's being exchanged and that's being you know, purchased and sold and all those different things. How did your experience in Wall Street 
carry over to the cigar industry. You mentioned relationships, but what are some other ways that you've realized while being in the industry that this was just a natural fit? So for starters, to me, tobacco is a commodity, right? Mm -hmm. We all know it's a commodity like gold, like silver, you know, and don't take this the wrong way, but I never really respected the banks. I always think the banks have too much control over people's money. So to me, having tobacco is better than having money in the bank. That's how I look at it. So a lot of boutique brands won't hold a lot of tobacco. They want to take their orders, sell it, they're done. I want to hold a lot of tobacco because if shit goes down or if something happens, I can get out of tobacco. Not mm-hmm. a problem. I've, it's been around since whenever, 1700s, 1800s, 1600s. So from the standpoint of, of, of holding tobacco, I like that idea. You know, it's surprising that I didn't go down to Nicaragua and start buying tobacco leaves and got into that. Because that's really something I would have loved to have done. But I didn't. I don't know what holds for the future. I definitely didn't want to have my own factory down there because I couldn't be down there every single time. But I try to get down there as much as I can. Mm-hmm. I mean, before COVID started, I was down there like eight times within a year. So, you know, it's it, it's something I love. Again, I like going down to those countries down there. So for me, it's a natural fit. And, and, with, and with, with a wife and two kids, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's good to be on the road. I'm not saying that's why I have a happy marriage, but... It's good. <laughs> it's good to be on the road and meet different people, and so I enjoy it. And I actually miss that. When I was forty-two, I was and my son was born. I was supposed to go to Ghana, to West Africa, to Burkina Faso, which is the green belt yeah. where the gold mines are. And it never, it never happened because Ebola broke out. My wife's basically like, "Well, if you go, don't come home." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> so to me, Nicaragua and Dominican Republic make up, make up for what I used to do. So. If you go, don't come home. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if she was serious or not, but <laughs> you didn't want to find out. <laughs> come home, the locks are all changed. You're like, hey, wait, isn't this my house? Nope, I told you, don't come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think she, I, I was serious, but you know, that's an interesting experience. I uh, I called the gold market in 2007 when my son was born. Barron's interviewed me, and I told him gold was going to 850 by December and it got to 848 in November and the phone didn't stop ringing and I started you know everyone's asking me to be a consultant be a consultant I, I just didn't want to do that you know right I've helped a lot of hedge funds trade gold but I, I just didn't want to do that I really I was getting burnt out at that time and I was starting to hedge towards you know going down the decline and not really want to be on Wall Street anymore yeah yeah isn't isn't uh, being an advisor there kind of like being a weatherman somewhat like you're just kind of you're making your best educated guess and you're hoping you're right most of the time. I mean, if you buy good companies that have good balance sheets and you stay away from the financial area, like what happened in 2008, I've never bought a financial stock in my life. Actually, right now is the first time I actually did it, which I'm not so sure I did the right thing, but yeah. <laughs> we'll find out, right? <laughs> hey, hey, everybody. Let me, let me break in real quick, guys. As we're here with uh, Kevin from Rockefeller Cigars, guys, make sure that you're posting up your questions. I know this is a new brand that some of you probably have not heard of before. Uh, we have people all across the country here and for all across the world, guys. So if you have mm-hmm. questions, please throw them out there for Kevin. He's yeah, an please. open dude. He's an honest dude. He's a good dude. Throw them out there. Ask about him. Ask about his company. Ask about his cigars. Make sure you guys get him up in here. Get it, Get him in the comments here on YouTube or Facebook. And mm-hmm. if you've not yet done so, please subscribe and ring the little bell. It does something. I don't know what, but it does <laughs> something. Uh, so ring the bell just because it's fun. 
There you go. Make make it go ringy dingy. But uh, um, one of the things also that we haven't done yet in this live that we've done in a couple of previous ones. Let us know where you're checking this out. If you're in a lounge, if you're in your local yeah. brick and mortar, and you're watching, let us know where you're checking out down to the nub live each Sunday. Put it down in the comments. Share it on Facebook that we're live. Do all those different things and. It, this is the cigar community just engaging and hanging out like we're all in a lounge, you know, and, and we love that. And, and Kevin, I know we've shared that a little bit, you know, with you when we were communicating, getting ready for today. This is just a large, a large lounge environment. And we love that. And everybody that comes in each week and you, you've got your comments, you do those different things. This is the opportunity to ask the questions that maybe you've never heard of Rockefeller or whatever the case may be. Get them in there. Continue the conversation. That's what we love about this show. Yeah, it's a fun show. Yeah, yeah right. Anthony says that he's smoked with you and he's met with you and you're good people. And he says uh, your XO line is awesome. What is your XO line? Is that the gold series we're talking about? That's the uh, high-end gold series. Okay. Unless he's talking about the Dominican line. Are you still calling it the XO line? Because Maybe he's, he's thinking the, the Toro Gordo, which is the 6x60, the Medoro. Okay. I'm not sure now we're talking about XO. Now, with all the lines that you have, is it challenging or was it challenging to learn all of them and to, you know, go, oh, no, that's this one and that's the Because like when I asked it and I asked it vaguely, intentionally knowing that you have multiple lines and all those different things, was it a challenge to get to know the entire, and I'll put it in, you know, Wall Street terms, challenge to get to know the portfolio? Honestly, no. Good. Because I, I got rid of all the old ones. And it was starting to <laughs> honestly, just like stocks, I was able to memorize it and like, but then I had to taste it, right? So I, when I was in Nicaragua, I learned how to compartmentize tastes, right? They would give me a jalapa leaf, I would smoke it. And then I, those tastes started building up in my palate. There's two people I go to, in my opinion, and anybody else, don't take it the wrong way. You have great palates, but two people, in my opinion, have the best palates in the business. One of them is Vince at B&B in Philadelphia. Yeah, and I test blends with him. The other one is Harry from Harry's Abana Hut in um, in Queens, New York, who's who's got an excellent palate. And actually, James Mahane in Humidor has an excellent palate, too. Mm, nice. Now, Quentin here says that Kevin's one of the best people in the industry. Do you want to argue that? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I Quentin. I appreciate that, brother. <laughs> I hope he's Kevin. talking about you, not some other Kevin. He might be talking about nothing now. I'm like, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin's like, I'm just going to sit here and enjoy my cigar and let him continue talking about that. Yeah, that keep keep going, Quentin. <laughs> yeah, Drew says he's at 21 Degrees Cigar Lounge in Scottsdale, Arizona. Brittany Acorn says that she's in the Frogador, uh, which is her uh, porch out front. It's always, every time I'm on live with them, it's like, literally I was on live with them one time and a frog landed on her laptop and like covered half the camera that fell off the freaking roof in Louisiana there. Oh, that's and awesome. I was like, I was like, was that a frog? And she takes a picture of it and sends it to me, dude. Like, there was literally a frog, like, sitting on top of the, like, on the laptop, just, like, joining in on the conversation, dude. <laughs> just hanging out. That could have went viral. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, Quentin's in uh, Shelbyville, Kentucky. Uh, guys, nice. keep posting up where you're smoking from with us here. Yeah, and then we've got a, <laughs> there you go, Craig. <laughs> Can I argue it? <laughs> <laughs> he wants to argue that you're one of the best people in the industry. <laughs> there we go. Oh, Quentin, there you go. He loves it when I boast his ego or boost his ego. Very cool. Michael Wells is known for having on-point questions. So let, let's get to Michael. He says, how large is the Rockefeller portfolio? About 34 different Vitolas. 
Okay. And then how many blends? 15 maybe. 13 and 15. Okay. okay. Nice. So some of your blends you only have maybe one Vitola in. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we can extend it later on. Yeah. We held back with the FDA. We put a lot of money sure. into it with the FDA. And now that like it's freedom again, but who knows how long we can stop right. bringing the cigars out. Yeah. We're coming out with a bunch of new stuff too. In fact, we have a cigar coming out that we collaborated with Jesse Flores to do the oh. top box of the cigar, which is absolutely beautiful. Oh, absolutely I can't wait. Beautiful. And some of the proceeds are going to his daughter for charity. That's awesome. And we had Jesse on here probably about a month, month and a half ago. Just a yeah. good guy. Jesse's a good guy. He's good people. Oh, yeah. Really, really good people, man. Uh, I, I, I really have enjoyed getting to know him better. And I'm excited you're doing a project with him. And you, so you said some of that money from that project is going to be going to his charity. Absolutely. That's so cool, man. I know a that, lot about cancer. I lost my mother when I was 19 years old. Mm. That's a fucking horrible disease. And I know yeah. a lot of people yeah. have died from it at young ages. And, you know, I feel for him, man. God bless him and his, his child. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, and I think when you say it's a fucking horrible disease, you're saying that with a pH. As oh, in, sorry. Like, I mean, yeah, with a pH. Right? No, no, listen, hey. Listen, dude, if you got your kids watching the show and they hear language, they're watching a 21 and older show. They deserve to hear it. But uh, I'm, I'm Jesse's Jesse's got, uh, you know, his fuck cancer thing, which is a pH. That's what I meant. There yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Just playing right into it. You're from New York, man. I expect it. <laughs> That's how it goes. This is on Wall Street. For any time you cursed, you had to put a nickel into the jar at the end of the day on the trading desk. Do you yeah. have any idea how many nickels were in that jar by the end of the day? <laughs> A couple million. We have a coin shortage. Yeah. There's your coin shortage. There's your coin shortage because when the market was crashing to all-time lows recently and the market's just tanking, dude, everybody's dropping nickels in that thing like crazy because everybody's <laughs> cussing up the storm in Wall Street. <laughs> Listen, the first time I was trading was 1987 when the market crashed, literally six months before that. Wow. Yeah. That was insane. Wow. I never wow, saw man. panic in people's faces. You mean a stock drops? And every time I've seen it over the years, I've seen this movie before, <laughs> just like Nasdaq crashing a week and a half ago. I've seen this movie before. Every generation gets hurt in the market. I wrote yeah. a paper in high school called Wall Street Legal Gambling because it is. If you don't do your homework and you don't look at they're not stocks. If you look and you're holding it, they're companies. Warren Buffett said it. They're companies. You're holding good companies. Then you're going to be fine. But when you try to beat the market. You might beat it a little bit. You might beat it. You might beat it. But eventually, it's going to take it all back. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there, there are times Jesse where the house Liver wins. There was a guy, Jesse Livermore, who I think killed himself in the Sherry Netherlands in the city in 1939. He was worth multi-multi-millions, right? But he had enough of the game. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, the hardest thing is to sit tight and be right. Ooh. That's a great quote. Yep. I'll never forget so it as long as I live. So, <clears throat> Tyler Zare says, the Dominican Blue is my favorite. The Maduro Lancero is incredible. You just got Brandon's attention by mentioning the L word. Uh, the Gold Series is fire. I have not had a bad Rockefeller cigar yet. So, I'm smoking the Habano, Kevin. Tell me about the Habano, because I love Habano. When I saw what had come, and I'm looking through it, I was like, oh, the Habano. That's, that's, that's got my name on it. I got to check it out. Nice, brother. Yeah, you know, I'm a Habano snob, too. I love Habanos, though. I'm just like you. And uh, so what, that's, that's Ecuadorian Habano. Got mm -hmm. and Jalapa, but we pulled a little punch, put a little Dominican Peloto in it and switched it up. It's great. I am enjoying go. it. 
I can't ever get this stupid thing to focus, man. I give up on and this dumb camera. I'm telling you. Because the, the, the Habano binder is, is the strongest leaf. You know what I mean? Okay. People will tell you they're not using Habano binder. They'll say something else, whatever. Most of the time, when you get a cigar from Nicaragua, it's a Habano binder. Ah. I was discussing this with my friend Allison Andrew the other day. Yeah. Very nice. So tell me about this guy here. San Andreas, Pennsylvania Broadleaf, Ometepe, Jalapa, and Esteli. Four fillers, Habano binder. Nice. Nice. Now, what's this guy here? This Is is this the... That's the blue label, right? So that's the Dominican blue. Okay. That's Ecuadorian Habano. Seiko, Lajero, Piloto Lajero, and Connecticut Broadleaf. So, yeah, we've had a little bit of an issue with getting those because of the Connecticut Broadleaf situation going on. Of course, yeah. But uh, now, now, here's something I'm really excited about that came in because I'm smoking the Connecticut. The and by the, way, by the way, what? I, by the way, I'm loving the Connecticut. And that's what I'm smoking. But I, I've got a I've got a birthday party to go to the poker game tonight uh, <laughs> that I'll be playing poker. And I I got I got to tell you, like one of my cigars that I'm going to be smoking tonight that you sent me is a, a Lancero. You you know me too well. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I gave it to you at IPCPR in 18, did I? You did, and I smoked that, and you sent me another one in no, the pack that you just sent me. So I, I'm, I, I love you even more now because you sent me a Lancero. <laughs> and you didn't even have to say anything, Brandon. No, and and, and that goes that goes to the relationship aspect of the industry. You get to know people, and you get to hey, they like this, they like that, and and you can you can, you know, cater to their their uh, their palate and what they like and people in this industry remember they really do we have had person after person on each week yeah. we've been doing this and they'll refer to a story oh i i sat down with this person at a cut and light or at an event or whatever it is and they said that they fell in love with the connecticut or the you know this lancero or whatever and it sticks with you because it's relational it's like going and meeting somebody and oh hey you know i'm gonna have this what kind of food oh yeah let's go get mexican food i like mexican food it's things like that that just stick in your memory when it comes to cigars and enjoying them with other people of like okay i know this person likes my father-in-law loves maduros so when i get maduros and i've had them and i want him to try them i shoot the maduros over his way and he has not been disappointed yet but it's one of those things where yeah you just get to know someone and it's like okay this is what i know is going to fit their palate and be right in their wheelhouse i agree yeah so and, and that's the, that's the fun part of what we do right i mean when you're when you're doing events and when, when i'm doing events like it's just really neat to get to know people and beyond just like, hey, your name's Bob. Good to meet you. Here, buy this shit and get out. Like, yeah. it's really, it's about like sitting down and understanding the guy. Like, hey, how long have you been smoking for? What have you tried? What are the things you like? Why do you like? Because, you, you know, we get the guy that comes in and goes, oh, I only like Nicaraguan tobacco. Like, okay, well, tell me which Nicaraguan cigar that you smoke. And inevitably, they name something that's full of Dominican or, you know, right. Pennsylvania or other shit, right? And, and you're like, Okay, you want to just look at them and go, hey, stupid, that's not a, a fully Nicaraguan tobacco. Like, don't, mm -hmm. don't buy it. But you can't because you care. So right. you have to explain to them, say, hey, so what about that cigar do you like? Let me find something in my portfolio that I think you would enjoy. And, hey, will you give this a shot? Let me know what you think. And then following up with that, going and finding that individual in the lounge and saying, hey, how's that cigar treating you? It's that's all about knowing your customer, 100%. Yep. It is. That's what's so exciting about this is we get to know not only just the person, but then their palate. And, and they'll usually go, man, this is treating me great. I'm loving the cigar. And then you strike up a conversation and you get to know that person individually. You find out that they're an attorney or a mechanic or 
you know, a, 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 a whatever sanitation supervisor. Uh, and, and it doesn't matter who they are. You get to sit down and have a conversation with that person and move on and do that over and over and over again. And dude, it is the neatest thing because we meet the neatest people. I can't tell you how many times I'm, I'm driving on the road and I'll stop in a hotel and there's a lady or a guy there or a bellhop and I'll just give him a cigar and he has a smile on his face. You know what I mean? He, yeah. like, he comes to me sometimes and he comes to me and says, dude, I was having such a bad day that made my day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So put a smile on their face, man. That's important. Yeah. Especially with all the yeah. shit that's going on now. Not shit. Oh, sorry. yeah. It's <laughs> shit. Right, well, it's, listen, going. it's a bunch of shit that's going on. Let's just okay. be clear about it. Don't, don't apologize. This is real, man. Like I said, this, listen, we're here to be real, man. We you know we want to keep the cussing down to a minimum if possible, but dude, just be real. Oh, yeah. And there, there's a lot of stupid shit going on right now, and we need these shit. times together. I see you on late at night. Um, you know, you're on with, uh, um, Steve late at night and the frontline cigars group, you guys are, mm -hmm. and it's funny because I was on late at night with a group, uh, Michael Wells was in there and a couple other guys, um, Travis Acorn was in there. Uh, and we ended up in Martina Maya from Martina Maya reviews. He was in there too, which by the way, you should get him some of your cigar. Uh, don't get him your cigars. He doesn't like anything that I like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll second that one. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's hard to please him. <laughs> but I tell you this, it's it's really cool to be in these groups. Last night, man, we were up until late, late, or probably early this morning, and we got into this deep philosophical conversation, you know, helping each other out and talking. Like all the fart and dick jokes went away, and we just had a really good conversation. And I've seen that in the frontline cigars group that you are always in and talking and giving your input because you've been through a lot in life, man. Yeah. I mean, I know you're going through a lot just right now in, in your personal life with your family and all those things, man. Yeah, like you got father, a lot on your plate. My father's not in great shape, unfortunately, but you know, he's yeah. getting older and sorry you know, to yeah. hear that. And we got a special needs kid. My son's autistic, so yeah, on, okay. on the Asperger spectrum, on the high spectrum. So okay. that's been rough. But you know, you can't run away from it. You gotta no. make it and you gotta deal with it. And we've all had conversations about that and how to deal with it. And there's been people coming on that have, you know, into these chats now because of COVID, more people are getting together that are spread further apart and they're getting to hear your story. You're getting to hear their story about how they dealt with their special needs children. And that's important. And yeah. Everybody's helping each other and giving ideas because we, we only come from what we know from our past. Right. And to be able to hear what other people have gained from their past, man, is just, is invaluable, dude, and, and it's bringing people together in these shit times. The good people are coming together, and you know what? Mm -hmm. You got to be humble enough to ask for that help. Yes. I look at, I look oh yeah. This way, if you had a piano, you couldn't move it by yourself. You need help, right? So yeah. you got to be humble enough to go say to someone, "Hey, you know what? I know nothing about this. Can you help me with this?" And people yeah. will. Most people are good people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and the industry is full of people that, I mean, Jesse's come up multiple times and, and Brittany Acord has, you know, commented, you know, to Michael Wells, Hey, we love, we, we, too. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Paul, you know, came up and, and commented and said, Hey, we love helping Jesse. We got to check these out. It's very, very evident to anybody that's been around the industry for more than about 30 seconds, that this is a community that supports each other. And it's not a matter of, Oh, Hey, no, sorry. You're going through that. But, uh, I'll check in with you next time and let me know if there's an update. It's, do you need help? What do you need? Hey, I've got a friend who knows this person. Maybe they can help you out. Maybe not. But let me connect you and just see what happens with that. That's what this industry is full of. 
Yeah, I was in North Carolina. I had a car issue. I was in a lounge called Cigar Hut in Hickory, North Carolina. I think that was the name of it. Walked in there. I was talking to a guy. I go, you know a mechanic around here? He goes, yeah, I got two of them that are really good to help you out. There you go. Yeah. Yep. And I trust most of those people, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Of course, man. I mean, they're just good people. I mean, and, and you can sit down. I get so frustrated when I go to a, go into a lounge and they have like these little clusters of area that are like two or three seats because it takes away that environment of getting to sit down with a group of people and have this conversation just I agree. arise out of nothing that becomes so meaningful and so deep. And like I feel like every time I go to one of those open lounges, I walk away with some just valuable information about life. Great. And that's what's neat, man. That's what I love about this industry. I want to jump in here real quick. Michael Industry uh, says, uh, or Michael, did I say Michael Industry? You did, but uh, oh well. <laughs> I'm done. I quit. I'm done. There you go. I can't, well, I can't do this anymore. I made one mistake. I can't do it anymore. Uh, the Michael too Wells, much for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's overwhelming. Michael Wells from Little Guy Cigar Shop said, would you say that there's a cigar for everyone in your lineup? Absolutely. How so? So we so didn't have a really beginning smoker. For beginning smoker, our Connecticut is a good beginning smoker cigar. A lot of guys who are just starting out smoking Connecticut's, they're going from flavor to Connecticut's, seem to like our Connecticut a lot. We get it compared to the Ashton a lot. And I've turned a lot of people onto that Connecticut. So nice. to the to the cigar aficionado, I consider our gold series. I'm not sure if I sent you a Tim a gold series. I sent you what uh, I had at the office at the time, so I'm not sure. I'd, the, I'd have to go back and look through it's inside the house. Okay. I'm not sure. So the Gold Series is a double Maduro. It's got a little kick to it. We use the high-cut Viso, so we don't use the heroin on Nicaraguan blends. But I think, you know, most smokers, and I haven't said this, but I've heard this, a lot of Padron smokers seems to like, seem to like that Gold Series box mm. press. So we're going to build on that whole Gold Series line. The other nice. thing is... The other thing is our Dominican, actually the one, not the Dominican blue that I changed, the original Corojo that we use as a then-only cigar is very strong. So that appeals to the very strong smoker. Well, then can you please send that one to Martina Maya? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like watching him throw up. Uh, it's great. <laughs> That's a triple arrow. It's pretty strong. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that'll put your dick in the dirt, man. There's your phrase again. <laughs> <laughs> the nighttime cigar. <laughs> well, it's funny because like you see people go through the cycles, right? I've been smoking cigars for I don't know about 19 years. And I started off with a flavored cigar. And you know, then I, I went into the you know the Macanudos and you know, then I fell in love with the Gurkha. I know Gurkha guys don't here comes the comments. I know, right? Uh, and, uh, Shut down and, the show. Uh, I don't want to see yeah, him. Shut down the show. Yeah. We just lost all of our followers. No, hang on. There's more to the story. I promise. I got away from the Gurkhas. Um, and, uh, but no, you, you see it continuing to grow and change. And before I knew it, I'm smoking like the DL 700s. Like, give me the biggest, darkest, like oiliest, most Lajero freaking barely smokable cigar that you can find. Because I just, man, I'm a man and I'm going to smoke as heavy of a cigar as I can find. And then I started kind of going backwards and I started kind of, you know, or what most people keep would consider backwards. And I get into more like the Habanos and I started going to the mediums and then fell in love with that, that space for quite a while. 
And now I'm into the Connecticut's partially because I smoke freaking six to nine cigars a day, you know, and, and I have a terrible diet. I forget to eat throughout the day. So it's like, <laughs> which is stupid. I know. But like when you forget to eat throughout the day, you need something milder. But Agreed. on top of that, like your Connecticut, there's so many great milder cigars mm -hmm. that have come out that I'm not having to sacrifice fullness in the flavor. Right. No, you're not and sucking air. That's the beauty of this, man. And so, like, it's great to have that portfolio for everybody. The Connecticut starts off with a little white pepper draw. I love that cigar. And yeah. by the way, when your palate's shot from smoking too many Maduros, a lot of times, I go back to the Connecticut's for a couple of days in the Habanos and get my palate back in line. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I only smoked, like, two cigars yesterday. I was like, I need to, I need to take a break. Sometimes you just got to take that break from cigars. I did, too. I only smoked two yesterday, too. That's funny. Yeah, you got you got to back off sometimes, man. Get let that palate just kind of come back to life, you know, and and yeah, do its thing. Could, Brittany says Connecticut is our go-to everyday cigar. Uh, Michael Wells says poor Martine because uh, we're <laughs> we're beating them up a little bit. <laughs> and Brittany says that her kids are over there dying because we keep saying acorn. <laughs> it's just it's just how it's gonna go from now on. It is. It really is. And it's funny because like, um, and I don't know, well, I'm going to share it anyways, because it's a really cool story. But uh, the acorns told me that um, their, their, their child was having a little bit of a difficult time being called acorn at school. And it was one of the shows a couple times ago that, uh, that uh, I called Travis and the, you know, the acorns and the kids freaking, they like shifted their whole mindset. Cause now mommy and daddy are being called acorn as well. And, uh, <laughs> So even though we do have some kids watching the show, uh, I'd like to think we're still helping <laughs> with our chaos. <laughs> it's a family affair now. That's that's just they've all been renamed the Acorns. That's just how it goes. They are. They're the Acorns to me. Yep. Michael Wells only smoked seven yesterday and zero today only. I love Michael. <laughs> now, Michael, I I gotta ask, why do you pick the one day where there are multiple cigar shows? Obviously, our preference is down to the nub, being the one that everybody should watch. Why do you pick today to not have cigars when there's so much entertainment going on? I just I gotta ask. It's the one should day that you take off. Should we sit here silently and just like awkwardly <laughs> stare into the camera waiting for Michael to respond? And he's probably going to have some deep philosophical, well, because throughout the week, and I have this, and I have that, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Facebook user. Uh, if you were a Facebook user coming up, uh, I love you guys. I'm walking into that. work, and I just wanted to say I love y'all. It almost it, Talking almost like Bob the Cigar Guy would. Um, so that yeah. may be Bob the Cigar Guy. But click on the link above when this posted on Facebook, if you're on Facebook, uh, and give StreamYard access to see your name and everything on Facebook because then we'll know who we're chatting with. Or just make it easier and go to YouTube, subscribe, and ring the bell, and then you're going to show up. And then up. you're here. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Make it easy. See that? Josh Jones says it best. Did we made Acorn cool? You're all welcome. <laughs> and they love it. All the hearts. That's awesome. Yes. It's yeah. hot outside. So Cigar Craig is my sales manager. Nice. When I can nice. find him. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Travis yeah, this, and Brittany are the awesomest. That's gotta be Bob. It's gotta be Bob. It has to be Bob the cigar guy, man. Do you know do you know Kevin? Do you know Bob the cigar guy? By face, probably. Okay, so he's another cigar reviewer. Good awesome, guy. awesome dude. Just 
uh, salt of the bro- earth good guy great brother in christ man just an absolutely amazing dude and um cool. I, I recommend you getting to let's get you guys introduced man because you guys I'll can do some, some stuff together. yeah yeah let's hear how kevin became a raiders fan <laughs> i've been a raider fan since i'm eight years old okay so because back when they were stabbing people they, back when they were stabbing people back when they were badass <laughs> badass we picked teams when we were younger and i just like the black and silver colors you know we got okay. a game of pickup football and i was like that's it i'm a raider fan i had the steelers fans the miami fans i was a raider fan i stayed a raider fan there okay. you go Nice. Bob, we love you too, man. Thank you for your support. We appreciate your brother. Uh, he confirmed that that is him. So, yep, headed to the plant. Whenever you're headed to the plant, you know it's Bob the cigar guy. And and now nobody's going to care about our show. They're all going to talk about Bob. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And we've lost the show. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Our kids tell everyone they are YouTube famous. What, what's that, Kevin? Where are you in California? I am in Corona, California, Southern California, so I'm about an hour, well, depending on traffic, I'll say about an hour southeast of Los Angeles. So you've been okay with those wildfires, or? Uh, I I work in Azusa, which is where the Bobcat fire currently is, the one that's 24,000 acres and counting. Uh, it's literally snowing ash uh, on the wow. campus of the university that I work at. Um, and then the Ukaipa one, which is about 30 miles uh east of me uh we i've got ash all over the ground here and it's been pretty crazy the air is frankly really unhealthy uh many times in the morning is when it's worse for whatever reason the the santa Ana winds come through and it just blows all the smoke and ash over here it's been better the last couple days uh but yeah it's 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 been scary i mean there's no other way to put it and you know to anybody that's watching or that has family that's affected or in the fire areas please know that we're we're thinking about them and praying for them because a lot of California, I mean, Oregon, especially, I don't want to, you know, forget about Oregon, Oregon. I heard a statistic that 10% of the population of the state of Oregon has been evacuated because of the fires. And so our, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to anybody that's uh, affected by fires, whether they are evacuated, they've got friends, um, and to the first responders that are out there on the front lines, um, firefighters, forest service, any of them, uh, thank you for what everybody is doing all those men and women that are out there because they are saving people's livelihood and putting their lives at risk yeah my, and friend, I, I, my, my friend morgan who lives in la was sending me pictures of the yellow sky i couldn't believe it oh it's crazy it, it, it's it like crazy. it's like yeah a yellow orange armageddon kind of feel it's it's this very eerie eerie environment and i don't want to make fun of anything or like make light of anything but like i just had a picture of you when you were talking about oregon i have a picture of this line of like volkswagen buses uh, evacuate in an area with all the hippies uh, protecting their Volkswagen bus. <laughs> yes. I, I lived up there. I could just see this. And they're all doing 10 miles under the speed limit trying to leave uh, their area. <laughs> I'm waiting to see, you know, joking and not joking. I'm waiting to see and hear about how many weed growers lose their entire crop. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm surprised we're not getting stoned here in Arizona because I smell all of the fires here. I mean, we... We literally, like our Doppler is showing zero clouds in the sky, but we've been overcast for the last few days because mm-hmm. it's all the smoke from California and all that coming over here. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's absolutely insane. I can't imagine where, well, I'm going to have to imagine where you're at because I'll be out there on Thursday. There you go. And uh, one of our friends, Jeff Robertson, who's up in uh, Canada, he's in British Columbia, he took a picture outside his 
deck and his clouds or his sky is covered in the smoke coming in from Oregon and he's up in Canada. So it's, I mean, you can see the smoke literally from space. Satellite imagery is showing the smoke uh, from all these fires and it's, it's, it's crazy right now. Uh, and then Brittany commented, I have family who are firefighters. My heart goes out to all who are trying to fight this experiencing, losing everything. My heart goes out to, uh, goes out to all in, uh, in the, in the path of these fires and are being affected <laughs> Uh, and I mean, one of the areas that burned just two years ago, Paradise, California, where literally the entire town was wiped out, the fire is there again. And so, you know, that that's yeah. just heartbreaking to hear that they're reliving the extreme trauma and, you know, a heartbreak of the devastation all over again. Yeah, I didn't know it made it all the way up to Vancouver. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, smoke's all the way up there in Vancouver now. Wow. Oh, it's yeah. everywhere. They're talking about in the, in the higher altitudes that they're actually experiencing all the way in Germany. Uh, wow. One of a couple of the guys that are in my group in in um, on Facebook in the cigar mechanic garage, I think it was Jeff talking about it that they're finding the the smoke from the fires in Germany um, all the way up. You know, obviously in the higher altitudes, it's not mm-hmm. like it's here where it's overcast, but they're actually finding it reaching all the way over there. That's, that's how much that's how much is on fire. So it's. Yeah, it's it's not good, man. It's it's very 2020 has been um, a horrible year, an interesting year. I I wouldn't say horrible. I think it's been a a year of of uh, experiences, knowledge um, and change and And challenges. Yeah. And I I think, you know, for me, like every time every time that, that that I've been through challenges and I keep my focus on God and keep my focus on getting through those and and keeping my faith in him. Um, there's always such great reward at the end. I agree. And so I just see all of this, this turmoil and all this trouble and all these things happening right now. And I, I'm just, I live every day excited for what's to come versus being angry at what is today. You can't be angry because you can't change it. No, no. I, mean, I can change me. I can change my right. perspective. I can change how I, right. how I speak with people. I can change how we support people because change if your attitude angry, towards it. Yeah, and if you're angry and you have a friend call you and man, we listen, we know suicide rates are on, you know, just skyrocketed, and you have a friend that calls you and is, and is angry at the world, you don't know if he's standing on a cliff or has a gun to his or her head right now, and you come back going, you know what, you're right, this world sucks, everything's terrible. Are you just feeding that anger and fueling that fire? Whereas if you can be that voice of positivity in that person's life, yeah. are you speaking them off the cliff at that uh, off the cliff at that point? And that's that's where you've got to maintain your positivity, and for for us, you know, maintain our focus on God, because mm-hmm. that's going to bring happiness and it's going to bring positivity and no, knowledge that He's there and that He's got you. Yes, yeah, that serenity prayer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Give me the wisdom to know the difference. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Jim says he hasn't seen the sun in a week in Lebanon, Oregon. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Well, at least we can, for those in California and Oregon and where the smoke is affecting them, at least when we go outside, we have a legitimate reason to wear a mask now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah. yeah. I got to take, take the negative, turn it into a positive. I have a reason to wear a mask now because it's truly for health purposes. Still not wearing mine. Uh <laughs> Brittany says, growing our faith and trusting he will get us through all of this. Yep. Yep. Yeah. One day at a time. Yep. Yeah. 
Listen, to tell me a little bit more about you, man. Um, I know that so so we've we've learned so much about your brand. We've learned so much about you, um, and I, I know that the struggles and the battles you go through, man. But you know, I've got to say, I look at you as just one of those positive guys, man. When I see your beautiful face on on one of those meetings that I jump into, it, it really does make me smile, man. And every time I've jumped on, you're one of the first people to go, "Hey, Brandon, what's up?" And yeah, dude. Bro. I appreciate your positivity, man. I appreciate your attitude and what you're bringing to this industry. And I just, I see nothing but great things for your brand. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. So, yeah. so Kevin, share a little bit. How has, um, how has COVID affected what you guys are doing in terms of production? Are there, are there challenges, obviously, from capacities and things like that? But, but what has COVID done for Rockefeller Cigars and how has it impacted it? Okay, so in the beginning, obviously, when no one was doing anything, it went like this off a cliff, right? Mm -hmm. And it started basing out. And in July, we had our best month ever. August was pretty good, too. And we're starting mm -hmm. off September good, too. I hired a new rep up in the New England area who's been absolutely phenomenal up in the uh, Connecticut, Rhode Island area. Nice. Who's that? Very nice. BJ. Do you know BJ? Nice. Mm -hmm. BJ Reddy. Good guy. Good. Good for you, man. Good for you. So is that your first rep or do you have other reps other places? No, we have other reps other places. So VJ was a rep for Viva La Vida. And when Viva Vida uh, got, you know, the whole thing with AJ that they start distributing the product, I grabbed them. He's a good yeah. guy. Nice. Good. Well, liked. I like to have guys that are well liked that go into a lounge that are well liked. They don't act like idiots. They represent the brand. Yeah, yeah. of course. We hired Bones out in Mississippi. So that's been okay. going good. We hope to do big things with him. Nice. Brittany's I, got a really good question here. When okay. coming up with a new blend, what do you use, Kevin, as your inspiration? So the new blend we just came out with that we're doing the charity thing for. So here's something I haven't shared. I was a magician ever since I was a kid. And there's a whole story behind that blend, that brand and that, that blend coming out. With, so there you go. Okay. The gold, the gold series was based on the fact that I was involved in gold. That's where the okay. gold okay. series came from. Rockefeller. So when I bought the company, we were allowed to use the name because one of the other original owners was married to a Rockefeller. So that's how oh. we were allowed to use the name. Interesting. So our new stuff coming out is going to be a play on Rockefeller slash Illuminati. <laughs> wow. Which is, like which, is, which is that whole conspiracy theory thing, but I love it. Oh, yeah, I love it, dude. I think that's great, man. Yep. <laughs> How that's cool. So, what's, when is that coming out? So we have two new cigars coming out out of American Caribbean. One of them is going to be, well, I can't really talk about it. It's going to be a Cameroon wrapper, and the other one's going to be a Sumatra. Okay. Nice. Out of the Gold Series part, yeah. Nice. And, and I'm noticing a lot more coming out into the market that are using the Sumatra wrapper. It just seems to be a couple of years ago. Well, last year, in my opinion, the, the Ecuadorian Habano wrapper was probably the biggest wrapper used for new stuff coming out last year that I would see. And everybody was talking about it. Uh, but I see more and more this year, a lot of people are starting to use Sumatra. It's very hard to get Connecticut Valley. I'd love to get Connecticut Valley. It's very, very hard to get. I think Drew Estate has it and a couple more, but it's very hard to get that wrapper. Yeah. Ecuador and Connecticut wrapper has gone up in price, but it's yeah. still a great wrapper. I well, mean, so look, if you, can find, if you can find the next wrapper to mm. buy and corner in the market, you'd be doing pretty good. You could put your own yeah. price on the wrapper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But who the hell knows, right? It could change at any time. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Nobody knew there was going to be a Connecticut broadleaf shortage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you think about it, it wasn't that long ago that nobody was using Mexican San Andreas wrappers because nobody knew how to ferment them. And so right. everybody was just shoving it aside saying, hey, that's the useless crap that's being grown over there. Um, and finally, you know, somebody came along and said, hey, here's how you do this stuff. Let me show you. And all of a sudden, it's become one of the most popular freaking wrapper leaves out there. Oh, yeah, it's taken off. And Tarot makes some great cigars. Alejandro's a genius. Yeah. Yeah. I love some of his San Andreas cigars. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Now, Michael Wells says, hey, when you walk into a shop, how do you present the brand to somebody who may have never heard of it? I'm from New York. Take it. <laughs> I'm going to make it off, but you can't refuse. <laughs> you're going to no, no, take no, it. No, you're going to like it. <laughs> sit down. Here's my opinion, right? <clears throat> I don't like to ship cigars if they're, I know they're not going to get in the owner's hands. I like to actually sit down and smoke. If he doesn't have time to smoke, I'm going to come back. Because yeah. I want to yeah. actually have that enjoying experience with them. Yeah. Get that engagement. Get the get the take on it. What are right. what are they thinking about it? How is it burning for them? What's their yeah? Get get firsthand, you know, feedback on it. And by well, the and way, I'm sure I'm sure because this is a great line that Brandon's going to use this when I'm done. But walking into a store and saying, "How can I differentiate myself from all the other brands? What can I do that will make you happy? What kind of cigar right. can I make for you for your customer's palate?" So that's a line that's used a lot. And very few people actually mean. Right. I mean it. Yeah. And that's that's the big difference because so many people use that line and they use it as a line. And yet to walk in and truly mean it, how can I support you? What can we do to earn place on your shelf, to right. earn your support? What can we do? And I think the important thing about – and this again, this is why you and I are such good friends, man, because – I like to sit down and smoke a cigar with that person and very little, I very, I talk very little about that cigar. Right. Very little. I want to get to know that person and I want to get to know their customer base. I want to see how their shops operating, but I want to get to know them personally. I want to know what they're about. And you know, you get about halfway through and you know, I always ask the question, Hey, how's that cigar treating you? Oh man, I'm really enjoying this. Blah, 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 blah. Cool. Tell me more about you. Right. Like, I like to touch on the cigars very little, but I want to know more about the person I'm dealing with because that's going to tell me. I find so many people don't know uh, how how I can help them because they're so just flooded with different reps being out there telling everybody what they're going to do and not actually doing it. And I want to know who you are so that I can know how to help you and be able to, be able to offer solutions to a problem, which is getting our cigars on your shelf, and getting those cigars into the consumer's hands. Right. And there's a difference between making a statement. Go ahead. Go ahead. There's two kinds of reps. There's order takers and order order creators, right? And that's super important. And the way way to become an order creator is to actually sit there and have a personal relationship and conversation with the person who owns the store. Yeah. And ask questions, right? Yeah. So a lot of people don't ask those questions. Especially yep. nowadays, yeah. everybody texts, you know, this new generation, everybody texts like crazy. They don't get on the phone. Yep. Yep. Well, and there's yeah. a difference between walking in and making that statement of what can I do to help you out? What can I do to, to earn your space? And making it a commitment of I'm going to help you work through this so that it is beneficial for you. 
And, you know, obviously I'm not on the the sales or the brokerage side or anything like that at all, but there's, there's a difference between that statement and the commitment. And when you can make the commitment and prove that it is a commitment, that's when it takes off. Right. So like if I, exactly social media helps and we're working on a new social media campaign campaign coming up, but that helps. Yeah. At the same time, that's not the answer because if you smoke the cigar and you don't like it, it's not going to last. Right. Well, social so, media could be your 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 greatest ally or your greatest enemy. Right. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, you look at what's happened. I mean, just recently with uh, with with a couple of different individuals. I mean, I mentioned Gurkha earlier, and you saw the whole you know the the racist statement that came out, and it really affected you know the overall because that just spread like wildfire. I mean, I, that's kind of a bad example right now, I guess. But yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's true one. We see it. Yeah. But that stuff spreads so quick, man. And and you've got to, you know, if you're out there doing what you say you're going to do, then it's going to work. And you have the cigars to back it. It's going to work. And your brand's going to grow. Usually I don't get a rep in the area unless I've been to that area and I've gotten into a couple of stores and then I'll get a rep and I'll hand over those stores to the rep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reason yep. why I like Craig is he's a lot like me when he sells. He knows how to go in the store and ask the questions. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get Tyler's question here. He says, do you see the brand coming to Kansas at all? Yeah. Absolutely. Have- coming to the Midwest very soon. Do you have a rep out there? Nope. Not yet. Okay. Nice. But it's coming. But we're in Oklahoma already. All over Texas, over Texas, Oklahoma, right after Oklahoma comes Kansas. Yeah. The yeah, Missouri the right after Chicago. So, yeah. Nice, dude. Nice. No, and it, you know, it's been really neat to see you grow, man. I, I just, I think it's been, you know, you're not, you're not the flash in the pan, the fast grow. And that's, that's the important thing is, is you see so many brands come out and they do this massive social media thing and there's all this hype about them and then they start petering out it's it's neat to build that concrete foundation of your core shops and then continue to slowly expand from that and build the home on top of that because that's going to last slow and steady wins the race there you that's go that's right baby that's right and, if, and if for the long game the long haul it's yep. not the can i make the quick I mean, it's like we were talking about at the beginning you know trying to get that one big account well if you can get a whole bunch of you know percept you know perceived smaller accounts but you can get them for the long haul that's going to serve you way better than getting one big one and maybe that big one doesn't place a reorder after you know in uh, one reorder or two then then you've lost it and you put all your eggs in that basket and you could have been growing in many other ways but you didn't i agree 100 percent. yep well it looks yeah, like craig Craig's got to drop off, so we'll say this was about a minute ago. Craig, take care. Thanks for jumping on here and hanging out with us for a bit. Yeah, and I want to say thank you to everybody that's on here and all of your comments, your questions, guys. Keep them coming. Uh, we've got about another 15 minutes here with uh, Kevin. So, guys, now's your opportunity to ask him any questions, guys. Just anything you want to know. If you want to know about the stock market, ask him. Uh, Whoa. No, so- I'm kidding. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got out of that game. Don't ask. <laughs> Listen, I like buying value when it's cheap. When things are beaten up that have value, that's when I like buying them. You can buy. Here's how I look at it: day traders eventually get killed. You can call me crazy, you know, but it's true. I've seen enough. I like buying stocks. So you get you have two levels: you have fear and greed, right? When you get so far above the greed, eventually you're going to come back to the mean. 
When you get so far below the fear, eventually you're going to come back to the mean. So you can put on four trades a year and make money. You don't have to trade mm -hmm. every single day, but you got to buy them right. And there's always right. a bull market in something. So is right now a good time to be buying? So right now, and again, I'm not recommending it, but right now, right, right now, I'm looking beating up oil stocks. I think they're dirt cheap. Right, a lot of it's gone into that whole ESG where a lot of funds weren't allowed to buy these oil companies. So, in my opinion, one of two things happen: we get a Democratic president, that happens, fracking's going to stop. If that happens, oil's going to go through the roof. My opinion: these stocks mm -hmm. are dirt cheap. If fracking doesn't stop, we get a Republican president. Oil's going up too because they're not making money at these levels. Yeah, they've it's gotten better. They've gotten better. They know how to drill for cheaper. Yeah. But, you know, you just saw Schlumberger just get rid of its whole fracking business the other day and sell it to Liberty. That's usually a sign of a bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's get great. Out. I'm going to go buy some oil stocks right now. Okay. I, I'll, I'm done. I'll see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying they're so beaten up, but you got to do your homework, which ones are going to survive because a lot of them have a lot of debt. Yeah. But yeah. that's that. But if I had to pick, and, you know, you get a lot of tax selling now because they've been so hurt because they've been so high that they're going to get beaten up even more, maybe drift lower until after tax selling, after December 31st, maybe. And then I think they're going to rock it. If you're patient and you buy the right ones, you're going to make a lot of money. What I've noticed, that's a big thing is about being, it's, it's really about being patient. Because when I was doing financial planning and I grew up in that industry, my dad's been a financial planner for 40 years. Um, so understanding that and hearing him time and time and time again, talking to his clients, whenever the market crashes, they all, oh, pull my money out, pull my money. I'm losing all my investments. I'm losing. It's like, I, I remember as a kid, even looking at my dad going, isn't this the time that you should be buying more? Right. Like the market is, the market's crashing. Like it's down. That means you're buying it for cheaper. It will rectify itself. This country's not going to implode and all of this go away. And isn't this a time that I should be scooping up more of these so that when it goes back up and it rectifies itself, now I'm in a better position than when I started. Well, so that's the sit tight and be right. Right. So, the, th the thing is, is that there are very few times in history where when you don't buy doom and gloom of good companies, you don't make money, right? Very, very few. 1974 was a different issue when interest rates hit 8% when Volcker put them all the way up and caused a recession. But there are very few times. Usually when you buy panic is when you make money. You just got to sit it out and wait. And the markets and come back. The, Na the NASDAQs come back a lot. The tech sectors come back a lot. But the other sectors have not come back, all the travel areas, right? Mm -hmm. And you need the travel areas to come back because yep. they they use oil, period. Yeah. All the travel right. and entertainment industries are waiting to come back. I mean, I, I'm I'm in the event industry, and so the event industry can't wait to get back. And I've heard people say, oh, events are dead. They're, you know, the industry is never going to recover. That's the time to buy them. <laughs> And and now's the time to to buy into part of that, but it's also one of those things that when it comes back, people are desperate for the interaction, the socialization. Events are going to oh, yeah. explode when 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 they're able to come back at whatever level that is. It will be a deluge of business and money coming in and all sorts of stuff. But you just have to sit back and wait until that time comes. But it's coming because it is going to be probably unprecedented with the events and the revenue that can come in worldwide and what's going to take place yeah. because it's people are hungry for it. Yeah, man. Yeah. People, you know, people want to be out there. They want to fornicate. They want to hang out. They want to party. People want to go. Yeah. So that's eventually cruise ships will come back. When yeah. Oh yeah. Who knows? I mean, take the airlines. It's really interesting. 
the airlines are loaded up to death. You take American Airlines, which I think now is well run, but you know, people are talking about bankruptcy and they have a lot of debt, but they have 16 billion in cash flow. You take some of these airlines that when it comes back, it's gonna take them a while, but they'll turn around. Now you look at the Latin airlines. So some of those our airlines are at 35% capacity. Then you look at some of these Latin airlines, they're still at 75, 80% capacity. Yep. Because they don't have the same union rules. Mm-mm. Right. They can just lay everyone off and then rehire them. Right. But people in Latin America still want to fly everywhere. It's interesting. It you know, there's definitely listen, there's always opportunity if you do your homework. Yep. Yeah. Now, let me swing this back into the cigar game because, I uh-huh. mean, I know a lot of guys have questions here. Zach King has a quick question. Any shops in Central Virginia? Central Virginia. So, yeah, so we're about to be in Hogshead. I'm actually going to visit the guy next week in Fredericksburg. Nice. He's a nice Good guy. Account, baby. Nice, nice guy. Nice guy. Um, and some other shops are working on over there. Cool. And, Zach, if you've experienced Rockefeller cigars and you have a specific shop that you like, Hit up Kevin, let him know which one you'd like to be in. And more importantly, go into that shop and request these cigars. We say it time and time again. To have consumers come in and request the cigars is the greatest thing you can do to help these brands. Because when you fall in love with Rockefeller cigars and you're smoking those cigars and enjoying those cigars and you'd like to see them in your local brick and mortar, myself as a sales rep, Kevin, as the the owner of the company, can only do so much because we go in with – Really, I mean, if you look at just like, just take the basis of the words, right? We all say the same words, and these guys hear it over and over and over again. And what they really want to hear is your feedback, why you like this cigar, and why they should carry the cigar from you, the consumer. Absolutely. Um, yep. Allison says, what would you like to see change or evolve in the cigar industry? So I would like the FDA. Go- so my opinion about the FDA is mm-hmm. that the FDA coming in, it takes away all the creativity in the cigar industry. So I'd like to see when that goes away, and I hope it does, because everyone's got so much creativity, and that's what makes these brands. Yes. You know what I yep. mean? I think that is super, super important. Otherwise, yeah. it's just going to be the same normal brands. You know what I mean? That's one big thing. The other thing is I'd like to have more millennials smoke cigars compared to them smoking vape or whatever else they smoke. That's Please. the other thing. I'd like to be able to reach out to that generation and get them to understand what a cigar is all about. And that's mm-hmm. the million-dollar question. How do you get the millennials to smoke cigars? Mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing some more of that. I mean, you're seeing these – a lot of the millennials, They, I mean, you can see it in the coffee industry where they're liking the smaller boutique brands little, yep, and all that yep. kind of stuff. And when we do earn the trust of the millennials in this industry, um, they're, they're really focused on the boutique because they understand the value of the smaller company that's putting the love into their brand. They appreciate the fact that – you don't have a multi-million dollar marketing budget to just put it in every magazine and plaster it everywhere and give away a free car when everybody buys a box. Like we don't, you don't have that. So your cigars have to stand up for themselves and you're really working to make sure that your cigars are there to stand up for themselves. Right. Because you know, the same thing with the IPAs, right? With the whole microbreweries, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. love those. They so exploded. It's not that it can't be done. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, Tim, I'm going to let you get this one because it's a typical Michael Wells question. Yeah, right. There are brands all over the map as far as pricing and quality. Do you consider yours a great value for the price or does the quality and price sit hand in hand? I think the quality and price sit hand in hand. 
So an accurate reflection of the quality of the cigar is how it's priced. Absolutely. You know, we didn't raise our prices last year. We were going to go up. We didn't really go up this year. Very, very little. And everyone went up. But, I mean, like I said, cigars are going to constantly go up, unfortunately, until they figure out a way to stop it. That's another thing for Allison. There's got to be a way to stop the price of the cigars to keep keep going up. Because eventually, with the rate of inflation, it's going to be priced out. Yeah. yeah, and that's a problem, right? Taxes are going up in New York. They're supposed to go up to seventy-five percent in October. Crazy, so, right? It's crazy. Just so stupid, right? So you can't have like three states like Texas, Pennsylvania, Florida have barely no taxes. Yeah. So something has yeah. to change in that arena. Yeah, it does, and I think that, and I think that comes down to not just the shops and not just these different organizations, but it comes down to the consumers getting behind that. As a matter of fact, Bill gets on here and says, uh, cigarrights.org, sign up or renew your membership today. Yes, Bill Ragone. Yeah, yeah. Bill Ragone's a good friend. He lives down the block from me, not that far. And thank nice. you, Bill, for bringing that one up because that's a way yes. that you, the consumer, uh, can really help uh, support these organizations that are fighting to keep some of these prices down because these prices go up because of taxation, whether it's import or local state taxes, tobacco taxes more FDA gets their fingers into it, the more that they continue to just increase the pricing because it makes it more expensive for guys like Kevin to produce these cigars. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and we've talked about it before, Brandon, where the the typical consumer that isn't in tune with what's going on in the industry will pass it off and blame the brick and mortar that they're going to and say, oh, well, they just, they wanted to make more money. They wanted to do this without being educated yep. and realizing it's out of the brick and mortar in the lounge's hands because taxes are where they are because the FDA regulations, because all those different things, it's an inevitability right now, but it's not the fault a good majority of the time. It's not the fault of the brick and mortar. They have to be able to cover their business costs and put food on their tables too. I mean, every business gets regulated. It's a yep. problem. Yep. And it's, and it's going to, I mean, there's listen at the end of the day, we know that the FDA regulation is going to be there at some point. Let's just get it done, get it off the table. Let's come to an agreement and move on. Exactly. You know, that's all there is. Uh, Any cigars in the Belmore, Long Island, New York. There's lots of cigars there. I think he's he's asking that question. (laughs) Bill. (laughs) Bill knows where they are. He's playing with you. (laughs) <laughs> I figured with the smiley face, like, oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, Anthony has a great question here. Is it too late to buy stock in toilet paper? <laughs> yeah, I'd probably show it. <laughs> hey, you missed that one, dude. <laughs> yep. A day late and a million flushes too, too late on that one. You know what would be really interesting? To see what happens with the Zoom chats. To see how yeah. long these go on in the cigar industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To see, you know, because I believe, I think it's a great thing that I can yeah. talk to somebody in Idaho or somebody in Alaska on Zoom and then get them my cigars, but I already met him. Mm-hmm. And I can sit there and go through a whole thing with him about what the cigar is about. It's almost like being at IPCPR or PCA, whatever, or TPE. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how Zoom is going to affect conventions all over the place. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think what we're going to see is, um, I think we're going to see a filtration of of brands when things kind of go back to normal. Right. I think you're going to see a lot of these brands that are using the Zoom as a marketing tool versus as a way to get to know their consumers. Right. 
I think you'll see that separation happen real quick because I think the guys that are in it for the marketing tool and just purely to to sell. I mean, listen, we're we're all in sales, right? I mean, your your job is to sell more cigars, but you genuinely care about your consumers and genuinely want to get to know and build these relationships. Absolutely. And some of the brands just they stop at the marketing part, and I think that we're going to see that division start happening once things go back to travel being normal and all these things coming back. We're going to see a big division in that, and we're going to see guys like yourself continuing to be out there and pushing for these Zoom meetings and making sure that you're utilizing every bit of your time as best as you can 100%. to be there in front of your consumers. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's, that, I feel that's really important. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's vital, man. I mean, it's it's for people it, right now. The real the the reality of it is is that this is life saving for people right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is absolutely life saving. I mean, did, and I'd said it earlier. How many times are we on these meetings that you get into these in depth conversations late at night because somebody's struggling with something and there's three or four guys on there saying, "Hey, like I was on there with Steve the one time for Frontline and he's like, "Hey, do do me a favor, close your eyes." Stop the entire meeting. I think there was like six people in this meeting and we're all hanging out. And I was like, dude, I'm stressed out of my mind, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, close your eyes right now. Okay, breathe. And everybody is silent. Dude, everybody stop talking. Like that never happens in these meetings. Front and everybody front line, does front line's that. It's a, a great chat. It's a, yeah. it's, it's a great meeting. It's a bunch of good guys, man, who are real. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and Steve's got crazy passion for literally crazy passion for cigars and for being able to engage with other people that enjoy cigars. And yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, I'll say it, you know, respectfully, he's, he's taken off during this time with his own line and with engaging with people since all this started yeah. uh, to his credit, he, he saw an opportunity that was a good opportunity and said, Hey, I'm going to jump on this and I'm going to, I'm going to engage with people because knowing steve much more personally he wants the the camaraderie in the community as well just for him personally he yeah. wants to be able to have that community and to be able to you know lean on a brother's shoulder and, and be able to just communicate and share life yeah yeah cool. yeah you know it's funny when this whole thing started i was on my way i was in maryland i was in virginia i was in north carolina by the way tailwood smoke great cigar lounge in north carolina phenomenal hmm. guys over there but and Georgia, too. We do a lot in Georgia. And I was on my way down. And my wife called me up. And she was like, well, I'm not sure, you know, about what's going on. So I came back. Yeah, I came back. I loaded up the car with a bunch of stuff and came back. Because in Georgia, yet, the stuff was still available. And I was on my way to Florida. And I, I was listening. To, you know, there was fear in a lot of people. Nobody knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Nobody did, you know. And I miss being on the road a lot. Yeah, and I can't wait to get back on the road. I'm starting to little by little, but I yep. can't wait. Yeah. Yep, it's going to be good. Oh yeah. Well, we want to begin to to wrap this up and, and close Absolutely. it up as our time's drawn down. But Kevin, uh, we appreciate you coming on, spending time on your Sunday, hanging out with us, hanging out with everybody that's been uh, engaging in this uh, in this time with us. But any last thing you want to share about Rockefeller, about what you guys have going on? Well, like I said, we got a bunch of new stuff coming out. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to getting it in everyone's hands. And I'm looking out forward to being out on the road and meeting everybody and seeing new faces. Yeah. Yep. And well, where can they find you? And thank you guys for having me on, man. It was a lot of fun. Oh, dude, it's our, our, our pleasure, man. We loved it. Um, let everybody know where they can find find you. Where can they follow you? How can they find out where to find your cigars? All that. 
So our website's on www.brcgcigars.com, which stands for Vintage Rockefeller Cigar Group. We're on Facebook, uh, rock underscore a underscore fellow cigars. And I'm Kevin Gold PM, which stands for Gold Portfolio Manager. I left that alone, so I kept that page as my Rockefeller page. <laughs> I love and we're it. on Facebook as Rockefeller Cigars as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Well, again, Kevin, thank you so much for jumping on. Hang out in the back uh, for a few uh, if you're able to. But thank you so much for coming on and yeah. uh, just sharing some time with us. It's been great. Thanks, guys. Thank All you, right, Kevin. We'll, we'll catch you soon. All right. I told you he's a good dude. I did. I doubt you. It <laughs> <laughs> sounded like like Shaggy and Scooby. Did I doubt you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I love, and I say, I feel like I'm a broken record. I love being able to engage with people that have a passion for cigars, but know what they're talking about. And they're in it for the right reasons. They're not in it to make a quick buck. They're not in it just because, oh, well, I get perks and I get this and I get that. They're in it because they genuinely care about the consumer and they want to see the consumer happy and provide a product that does that. Well, bigger than, more than just cigars, dude, he's got a passion for the people. Yeah, and that's what I love, man. Like, I did so many guests that we bring on here have a passion for the people, and I'm hearing it time and time and time again. And it's so neat to just hear this. And I mean, Kevin's sitting there saying, Hey, man, I'm looking forward to getting out again, you know, sit down face to face and smoke a cigar with people. And, and that's really what this is all about. And, and he, man, dude, that guy is, I don't know, I think he's a part of our club, you know, the No Sleep Club. Yeah, As right. He's up till two, three in the morning, man, just on those Zoom meetings either just chatting and bullshitting with people or just absolutely helping people and being there mm -hmm. for the different people in the industry. And I love it. Yep. It's awesome. There you go. Yeah. Brittany acorn. We couldn't agree more. That was awesome. Well, yeah. that's going to, we're going to wrap up this week's uh, live show. If you are not already subscribed to us on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash down to the nub, click that subscribe button, ring the bell. So, you know, every time we go live Sundays at uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. And then we've got all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Down to the Nub. And then we've got our Patreon. If you want to support the show and the costs that go into it, patreon.com slash down to the nub. But thank you, everybody, for checking out this week, for hanging out with Kevin with Rockefeller Cigars. Hopefully, you got to uh, not only learn about Rockefeller, but learn uh, about Kevin and who he is just being an awesome, awesome, good guy in this industry. And don't forget that everybody that subscribes, last week we had a Luxury Cigar Club on and they offered up a contest. Whoever yes. subscribes to Down to the Nub YouTube channel, that you subscribe, you ring the bell, um, you are entered into a contest to receive a month free of Luxury Cigar Club, right? Yes. I didn't get that wrong, did I? Okay, good. Because I, I want to make sure I'm not giving away something that they didn't offer. But you are entered into winning a month free of um, their subscription to the month or to the monthly subscription with luxury cigar club. So guys, if you have not yet subscribed, do so because we're going to pick one of the people that subscribe in the month of September to win that prize pack. And I want to leave it with this next week. Oh, I was just going to go into that also. Yes, we will have two, two exciting things. Okay. First one, you and I will actually be in the same place for the first time broadcasting oh, live. Fire, fire's permitting. <laughs> yes. And and the second thing is we have got an incredible, another incredible guest coming on that Brandon is like a kid on Christmas morning. Can't wait for next week. Who Who is it we have again, Brandon? 
I, I am so excited about him because I've gotten to know him just like Kevin. I've gotten to know him really well and spent some time with him and uh, fortunate to get to represent his brand as well. We will have Ernesto Perez Carrillo on the show next week, guys. And it's going to be correlating exactly with the time that his new cigar is being released. And Tim, I don't know if you know this or not, but we may or may not be smoking that new cigar. Oh, that, uh, that, that might be a fun time. I think so. <laughs> yeah. 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 Allison, you hit it on the head. Uh, he has a passion for the people cause he was a customer first. Absolutely. So tune in next week, everybody, when we've got Ernesto Perez Carrillo on live and share this with everybody. Um, the graphic, everything will go up here in the next day or so and share our videos, go through all of that. But that is going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will catch you all next week. See you, guys.